on Triple M Mining HQ. Good morning and welcome to Mining HQ, your go-to show for everything happening in the mining industry. I'm Pablo Miller. Don't forget you can always join us on our Facebook community and LinkedIn. Just search Mining HQ on the socials. Now coming up this morning, Chris Lemezia, he's going to be chatting to Nat Taylor, the president from the WA Mining Club. Now they're celebrating their 50th anniversary this year and Nat's going to provide a bit of background on what the club is all about. Let's get into it. Good morning, Chris. Thank you, Pablo, on the phone this morning from the WA Mining Club. She is the president. We've got Nat Taylor on the phone. G'day, Nat. Hey, how are you going? Good to talk to you. Wow. How long have you been president for of the WA Mining Club? Um, it's roughly just over three years, nearly four years now. Now, well, we shouldn't say that's your day job because that happens once a month, and I'm sure there's lots of preparations for the WA Mining Club, which we're going to get into, but um, your day job at Roy Hill, what do you do there? Um, so I'm a senior advisor resourcer, um, have had a few roles in the past, but that's my current role at the moment. I work with the recruiting team to um, just identify specialists within the areas and do some um, research for them. Well, that's a massive site. There must be a lot of recruiting going on all the time, I'd imagine. Yes, and we're finding, obviously, as the rest of the industry is, that there's shortages out there that we're all trying to scramble for the same people. Now, what was on the news recently, too? Once again, they're looking overseas and bringing in quite a few thousand people. I think that's a little bit down the track. It will be, because obviously we're still in that um, grey area of coming out of COVID and just making sure that we're also employing our people first from Australia before we start looking overseas. But there are those skill shortages within specialised areas that we do require to fill those spaces. All right, Nat, let's get into the focus, the WA Mining Club. Uh, We realised it was formed back in the early 70s. Do you want to give us a bit of background on how you became involved? Uh, yeah, so it is our 50th anniversary this year, so it's a, a big year for us. But um, I started when I first moved into a corporate role at Roy Hill, where my CEO at the time, Barry Fitzgerald, said to me that he thought it'd be a good idea for me to be part of this club. And I started researching about it. And the president at the time, Kirsty Danby, joked with me and said that I was actually too old to be part of the Young Professionals, even (laughs) though I wasn't. Um, So I started on the main committee and worked my way from working in the marketing um, subcommittee into a vice president role alongside Damien Quayle at the time who was president, and then had a chat to the life members to say that if Damien stepped out, are they happy with my vision that I provided them and the overview that I saw the club taking? And they did. So that's how I stepped into the president's role. Well, from our listeners' point of view, how about you set the scene? We realise it happens once a month. It's a luncheon. What what normally occurs? Um, so each, obviously each year we have a look at what might be pressing issues for the industry. We look at what the topics would look like and what they would cover and if we need a panel to cover it to get different perspectives or if it's a standalone and we think, a, for example, we've got um, – We've got FMG speaking next month based on what they're working on in their green space and their um, carbon neutral space. And this month as well, we've got explorers on the move. So we look at our tier one, what's coming out of there, just something that's relevant to our industry. What are they wanting? We get feedback as well if it's something they want to hear. I also test the waters with our life members because obviously they've been here for a while and been in this space. So they have a good idea what's going on. 
So, Nat, as far as the room goes, if you were to look around and maybe do a bit of a survey, I could imagine there'd be engineers, superintendents. Do you want to tell us about the portfolio, how that would work? Yeah, so we have a varied um, audience. Obviously, we do have contractors, tier one, tier two and tier three people, but we've also got our um, bankers and recruiters in the room as well because they're very um, relevant in this space as well. But most of the time, that's why we're trying to look at what our topics would cover and how it would cover that space for the whole industry. Because we're not just talking about mining and digging dirt. We're talking about how it comes out, who we're impacting, our traditional owners, for instance. How does that money fall into place? What does the commodities space look like in the finance sector? That's how we have Deloitte come into it and have that discussion with us as well. So it's all very relevant to our audience and what we're giving them. So with all those uh, industry professionals in the room, I'd I'd imagine there would be a time where networking becomes applicable? Yes. So we're lucky where we have obviously our luncheons every month where we have a space at the beginning, before lunch and afterwards to have that networking opportunity. But we've also got uh, our golf days, our gala ball. Um, We've also got a um, members only events as well that we host and a few other bits and pieces yeah i saw on your website too fundraising for charities such as uh, saint john that's a good thing yes and we're closely um we've got a few affiliate groups as well which we um like to align ourselves with because of obviously being in this sector you need them so we've got miners promise we also work closely with OzIMM and Ostmine and um, then our normal partners as well. So Minerals Council obviously have a lot to do in this space and they have a lot of supporters as well. And what about the scholarships for our uni students? How does that work? Um, so each year we have a look at what the industry is looking like for recruitment and what those gaps might be and see if that's what our sponsors are actually looking for for candidates. If not, then we have a chat to them about what they're looking for and what they require, and that's how we streamline what scholarship um, awards we'd have in place. And then we start going out with our scholarship application uh, request to see who's interested and go out to universities and to companies as well to say, do they have people within their space that they'd like to have an opportunity to, to get 10 grand? Wow. Brilliant. Now, Explorers in the Spotlight, I saw this the last Wednesday in August, Optus, Optus Stadium River View Rooms. Uh, what's happening there, mm-hmm. Explorers in the Spotlight? Um, so we've actually reached out and <laughs> actually secured one of them up at Diggers and Dealers recently, Ron Mitchell, um, to have a talk around what's happening in each of their spaces because what we're trying to do is give an insight for those that don't know how to start up a, a an exploration company, a mining company, or what commodities might be coming out. Or, um, for instance, we had a um, chalice, chalice mining actually come onto one of our panels recently. And just from that exposure, we saw that they started to get more and more um, interest in it as well. And they've, yeah, telling their story and actually giving that insight right up the front helps to expose and give a good spotlight to those companies. And if people go on the website, they can uh, see what happens between now and the rest of the year and the gala ball. That looks like a lot of fun. Yes, it is. And especially because celebrating our 50th anniversary as well. And that's how we bring that into our luncheons each month as well. We're looking at what happened 50 years ago, where we are now, and what does our future look like in 50 years. And to become a member, is there a screening process applications? 
Um, there is a screening process, like with all clubs, we do need to make sure that we have a good coverage of all areas. We don't just want all recruiters, otherwise there's no point in having a club that's for the mining club. Um, so we have applications that you can access on our website. And um, if people are unsure how to get them, they can obviously email myself through my president's email or one of the committee through our LinkedIn. Now, I'm putting you on the spot here, Nat, but just um, cast your mind back to some of the amazing speakers you've had. Do you want to mention one or two that uh, have left an impression on you? Um, probably my first biggest project that I worked on, um, Kirsty Danby was actually really good in um, exposing Indigenous uh, relations as a breakfast panel. And I felt that it was really good and needed to be brought into our luncheon. So I was one of the well, I was president at the time where I brought them in and said I wanted an all-female panel, and that was my first big luncheon that we held at Belmont on the Point. And that was a really good uh, probably starting point for me to showcase what what I was feeling and what I was actually invested in to show that this is what we need to start doing. My second one was probably Alice Atkins. Uh, she was the first female to step in to talk about St. Barbara's Day and have her story showcased in that space and to actually help mentor and coach her through um, what was expected, what the audience usually heard from, because it was new to her for St. Barbara's. Great to get a background on the WA Mining Club. Nat Taylor, thank you for being on Mining HQ. Thank you. For the very latest mining news in WA, stream the Mining HQ podcast, available now on the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R.